Hello, everyone. It's Kennedy with the Keeping Up with Kennedy podcast, the show where I live my life at warp speed and see if you have what it takes to follow along. Throughout our journey together, we'll learn what it really means to dream without fear and live without limits. So sit down, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Hello everyone, happy January. This is very well overdue, but I'm still here and I am ready to be more consistent. I moved out of California on January 3rd and drove up the coast to Washington where I moved to Bellevue on the 5th of this month. And I just started up my last clinical rotation in the early intervention setting of physical therapy. And I'm so excited. It's been going so well. I've done about two weeks so far and I'm loving it. I also just got a new podcast microphone for Christmas and this thing is nuts. I apologize for the quality of my vocals in all of the other episodes. I don't even know what to do with this much power of clarity of my voice, so I I hope this goes well. I do have one very long overdue story for you guys and that is the story of did I make it to Miley Cyrus? by the end of 2021. This was my goal from when I moved to the Bay Area down to LA, if you were here for the podcast, right when I first started it last year, and I wanted to get to Miley Cyrus, and I was gonna see if I could do it. I did end up getting an invite, and so that was one of my main goals, to get to the party and so I got the invite I figured like might as well go to Miami right so I hop on a flight to Miami I've got my boyfriend and his sister and then I'm meeting up with my my girl Crystal from the chain smokers episode shout out Crystal and so me and the three of them all bool out to Miami none of us live in Miami like I was still in California Matt and his sister were in South Carolina and Crystal was in Washington I think visiting her family for Christmas and then she went down to Florida and so we all meet up in Miami and I'm like how are we gonna figure this out like how are we gonna get to Miley because at that point we knew the party was happening in Miami but we didn't know where we got the online evite that just said it's live on Peacock or whatever streaming thing it was on I think I found out a little too late I think this is where the issue was it wasn't a publicized drop for the tickets I had been checking online like every couple days every week or so after she announced it in November and one day when I just randomly decided to check there was a portal to request tickets and it was through like the same thing you request like Jimmy Fallon and Ellen and like all those other tickets I was like oh my gosh like this is legit and so I requested two and Crystal requested two and we were in the queue when we got there we had been assigned a COVID testing group because you had to get a rapid test to be able to go in you know so we got assigned to rapid COVID test group B but it seems to me like group A was the only one who got in. We were very close to getting to Miley's New Year's Eve party, but we did not actually get to open the doors. But we still had a phenomenal time on the beach. We went, we actually ended up going to South Beach to ring in the new year at midnight. And there were just tons of people in their little groups, you know, on the beach with bottles of champagne, with fireworks. There are fireworks everywhere in the like different little spots. And you could see in the hotels in the city and where all the different fireworks were going. We thought we saw the fireworks for Miley's because then we, I watched it back on TV later. And I'm like, oh, like I remember those red fireworks 
fireworks at this one part of the beach. So I don't know if that was actually her, but I think it's enough for me to know that I got an invite and I booled out across the country all the way to find Miley in Miami. And I was within like a couple mile radius of her. So I'm gonna consider that a win and I don't have any complaints really. Because you see here, through this process, I learned what it meant to go all in for something and to not care what anybody else thinks and to have a dream and to do everything you can on your own to achieve it and to try and go after something that seems crazy but to believe in yourself yeah sure it might not work out but you're never gonna get anywhere in life if you don't believe in yourself it's the people who have such a strong sense of who they are and what they want to do and why they want to do it that they just believe in themselves despite every setback, despite every opportunity that didn't go as planned, every deal that just didn't work out, every mistake they made on the way. They keep going. And I went all the way up till midnight on December 31st. And then after that, I decided it was not gonna work because I was in Southern California and I thought I could find her because I knew she lived by the airport in Burbank and I'm like okay if I just kind of like am here maybe the odds of fate you know will be in my favor and I'll just run into her but you know it didn't it didn't seem to work out that way so you know you win some you lose most I did get a couple major wins in the fact that I met Miley's sister, Brandy Cyrus, and got to hug her. And then I met the chain smokers and took shots with them that they poured for me and Crystal. And also getting to meet Hannah Burner at her comedy show. So I can't count all of my quests for the famous people as losses. Also, I can't believe I forgot to shout out Coolio. Thanks for the show in Shreveport. Thanks for pulling Jennifer up on stage with the sax player. And thanks for sharing my mom and I's row on that flight. I'll never forget Pat me on the back wishing I would have stuck a podcast sticker on you. What a wild last three months of 2021. What a wild 2021 for that matter. You know, I started off in January alone, depressed in Durham, North Carolina, and I ended it on the beach in Miami with some of my favorite people popping champagne on the beach. So, you know, I can't count it all as a loss. We learned a lot of lessons this year. So now that we've learned all those lessons, how are we gonna apply them? What's our action plan for 2022? I think for me, for at least this month and next month, I'm working on going to the gym more and I'm working on getting school and work stuff all in my brain. I have to relearn all of the pediatric development things that are in the archives of that one part of my brain that I never use. So I'm focusing more on work and school and fitness, at least until the end of February. You know, they say it takes like 22 days to create a habit or whatever. So I'm just kind of in this stage trying to build the foundational habits that are going to take me through the rest of the year so hopefully by the end of february i will have some good things to report for you all in those areas okay well now that we're a little more caught up i think it's time to transition into one of our two regular segments, the ever popular, Where Are They Now? 
This week's Where Are They Now focuses on none other than Jersey Shore's infamous Snooki. Since quitting the show in 2019, Snooki has been focusing on her husband and her three children, as well as her business ventures and her boutique called the Snooki Shop that has locations in New Jersey and New York, as well as her Etsy shop, Nicole's Craft Room. She also co-hosts a podcast and has a HGTV show called Beach Cabana Royale. She also made a few appearances on WWE back in the day and she actually won a match with her partners in WrestleMania 27. Currently, she co-hosts an MTV show called Messiness alongside Tori Spelling that is the fourth different spinoff of Ridiculousness. The show aims to celebrate dating, partying, and all the messy stages of young adulthood. Tori Spelling and Snooki seem like a very unique match together that I'm not mad about. For anyone who isn't my mom or one of her friends listening to this, Tori Spelling was in 90210 way back in the day, and now she gives off a mild Reese Witherspoon type vibe. So her and Snooki both have very objectively similar career paths. They got wildly famous from one of their premier acting or reality show gigs, and they have since spent their days in the media, hopping from reality show to reality show, writing books, recording podcasts, podcast, making Etsy shops, you know, just monetizing off of their household name status. Okay, and now it is time for the first official segment of our other long-standing podcast segment, My Dad the Life Coach. Welcome to the first segment of My Dad the Life Coach. We have our first listener from the studio audience that has a question that he has submitted for My Dad the Life Coach that he needs coached on. On today's episode, we have Matt Hawley from Auburn, Washington. What is your question? Matt, are you there? Matt, are you out there? Matt, where are you? Where are you? Can you hear me? Okay, he's here. Okay. And what, what was your question from my dad, the life coach? If you can be successful in multiple companies or multiple careers, do you choose to continue in both of those careers or just go in one? Okay, so the question is, if you're good at two careers, mm-hmm. do you do both or do one? That sounds like the question, yes. That's a very interesting question because, you know, there's only so much time in the day. We sleep for eight hours. Mm-hmm. We work for eight or ten mm-hmm. and what's left right so matt i would i would ask you how could you be successful at two careers with only so much time well i can butt in and say i'm, I'm about to be a successful doctor but also a successful podcast i see so you can do two things well <laughs> i wasn't prepared for this question so two careers at once come on that's a horrible idea why you need to be really good at one thing why? You're talking about having a career, and then you're talking about having a part-time job or part-time second source of income. Like yes. a side yes. hustle. So yeah. what you need to keep in mind is, again, there's only so much time in life. You're almost certain, unless you're a movie star, a professional athlete, or you know some niche that can support it, you're almost certainly going to have to work an eight-hour-a-day job. And that doesn't leave enough time for a second eight-hour-a-day job. So certainly if you have a side hustle, that's certainly a good way to go to earn extra money. But what you need to keep in mind is that extra four hours a day that you have between sleep and work, what's that worth to you? That's the question to ask. You know, I just... People these days can work past an eight to five and be very successful at doing one thing. Just like... This isn't going the way it's supposed to go. You're supposed to ask me one question. I answer one question. Because your ideas are a little archaic for the modern times. Well, I was not prepared for that question. 
I wasn't either. I don't think anyone was prepared. I was, I was just no. curious. I'm prepared for like my mom is 60 and she's wearing the hoochie mom clothes. What should I I'm, tell? I'm that editing is that out. Okay. We then asked my mom for a new question in hopes of salvaging this inaugural segment. I've been working in a job for several years that I don't like. I'm thinking about making a career move. What is your advice? Oh, that's easy. So listen, there's a lot, lot of people hate their jobs, right? They hate right, their bosses. Right. They don't like the pay. Mm -hmm. They don't like the hours. So there's a lot of reasons not to like your job. Maybe they've been doing it for 30 years and they're just burned out on it. They want to do something else. Here's the long and short of it. If you can afford to quit your job and do something that you enjoy, quit your job. There's no sense on going through life not enjoying it and spending many, many hours a day doing something that you don't enjoy. I also chime in with a question so that you can get a sense of what to expect from our segment. How do I make a decision in life? A big decision. So to make a big decision in life, well, Here's the thing. You've got to look at all options and all sides of the decisions and all factors. If you make the decision this way or you make the decision that way, what's going to be the outcome of that decision? Right. And you need, if it's a major decision, you probably need to think long term. So you have to be able to think, you know, many months or many years down the road and what that decision will have. But, you know, we all get stumped and we don't know what decision to make. So there's one thing that uh, all of us have, every human being has, that we always need to trust in any decision-making process. That's called the gut. The gut. The gut. It's mm. the gut check. We've all got one. So you go with the gut. You know, we've all got one. You know, you come to a stop sign. Should I go left? Should I go right? Guess what? Something pops in your head immediately. You go left because that's what your gut told you. Mm. So when you can't decide, you're having a hard time weighing all the factors, always do this. Always Go with your gut. And that is why you called my dad the life coach. Okay, so we are definitely still working out the kinks of our new segment. If you are listening to this and you have a question for my dad the life coach, odds are that you know how to contact me in some way. If not, email contact at keepingupwithkennedy.org with your question and you just might get featured on next week's episode. Okay, so I think it's time to wrap up this episode and I think our lesson this week, we do have a takeaway from my dad the life coach of go with the gut, just trust your instincts on those tough decisions because your instincts instincts will usually lead you the right way and even if you perceive that a decision you make is wrong it will lead you to other things that are right and with that we'll see you next monday